coming up in today's episode. And I just had to figure out what it was that I really liked because what everyone had wasn't it. I was like, I don't really like that, but everyone's doing it and it's trendy. Okay, I'll do it too. So it, it took me to stand on my own two feet with my style to really identify that like, oh no, that's not me. This is me, those stores, and I would immerse myself into it and I would really see like the lines and the textures and the color palettes and things and how it was used, obviously all for the purpose of like creating content, but I didn't know at the time I was, I was actually teaching myself what I loved. Some great ways to just experiment because that's really where you have to start. Tour a home, look on Zillow, build a mood board, download some pictures, look online, see spaces that you gravitate towards, and go to stores that sell those particular styles. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm McKenna Lee. I think that's the first time I've actually said my name. <laughs> I'm just always like, hey, what's up? This is uh, just start talking. Um, hi. It, yeah, it's December, which is wild. I feel like the year is like flying by, but it's also such an exciting, you know, time of year with decorating and the holiday season. Uh, Romeo and I really love this holiday season. And last episode, I actually talked all about like, holiday decorating and traditions and things. So if you've missed the last episode, definitely check it out. It was it was super fun. Today, I actually wanted to talk about finding your style and how I found my style and how I don't even know really how it all happened. But I think if you follow kind of the same path that I did, you might find yours too. So if you've kind of been struggling with finding your style, I hope you find this episode helpful. And really what spawned the idea is that I actually just decorated for the holidays. And it, I think I say this every year, but maybe not. This year, particularly, I'm saying that this is my favorite one yet because I think that this is the first time that my truest form of my own style is shining through even my holiday decor. And I feel like that's like the best way. Like when you truly step back from something that you've done, a room that you've been making over, just something small that you decorated and you can step back from it and you're like, oh, I like that. That's such a good feeling. <laughs> it really is. It's way better than the opposite feeling, which is um, that's really not working. That's ugly. I hope no one sees it. You know, kind of thing. I've had those moments too, for sure. So it got me thinking about like, this evolution and this journey that I've been on even for, gosh, my whole life, but specifically the last six years. And I say so specifically the last six years because that's actually how long I've been sharing my projects, my home design, my all of that online. So I think that the nature of my job has really forced me to explore what my style is, explore different styles, you know, truly like start to define what my style is because I actually get the question a lot. I think more than the average person, how would you define your style? What are the words that you would use? So I think that I have, uh, as 
you know, just a content creator and just someone that shares my home online, um, kind of has to like force yourself to be like, okay, what is my style? What are the words to describe it? How would I help someone understand what it is in word form over just visual form? You know, so I was looking back and I was pulling some footage of past years when I've decorated for Christmas specifically. And I'm like, wow, I really wouldn't do that again. Wow, I can't actually believe that I did that. That's totally not my style anymore. Wow, <laughs> you know, so it was, it, it kind of dawned on me. And then I've just been like digging through like past footage a lot. Um, obviously I've been like gearing up to launch my own candle line. So there's a lot of footage that I had from years and years ago that really aren't really relevant to the way that I view my style today, you know, so it, it, it's just been such an interesting thing. I think when you go back and you reflect on any old pictures you've had of a, like an old apartment or an old house that you used to live in or your childhood bedroom, you know, like that you you designed yourself or you were the the culprit of the crazy walls. Like God, my I did my first ever bedroom makeover was for my nieces, uh, Romeo's nieces, and each one of their walls was painted a different color. <laughs> they were so young, but they wanted each one a different color. So one was blue, one was purple, one was pink, one was green, I believe. It was very interesting. So if, if you like them had a very odd room or, you know, just look, look back on that time and just be like, man, I've really either come a long way or just changed a lot, truly, you know? So I have gone through my own style journey right? So when I started, well, even further back than that, when I moved into my very first apartment, when I went away to college, um, it was the first time I had really decorated a space myself. You know, obviously, like I think before then my mom was an interior decorator. So she really did her thing. Like, I think that I, I would have to ask her, but I think maybe I had a little bit of input, but not really. I mean, I think that my mom wanted the whole house to be consistent and we moved around a lot. Like we, they were, they, they were constantly building. My mom and my dad are, you know, like always building and not really flipping, but in a sense, yes, we would just live in the houses. Uh, so we were always moving around. So I don't think that I ever got to decide like wall color or I wasn't very like, oh, I want my broom this color, you know, kind of thing. So when I went away to college, that was the first apartment, the first time that I was really able to decorate something on my own. But I was on obviously a very limited budget because I was moving away from home, going to college. So my mom was like, okay, we're gonna do your room. We're gonna spend a little bit, but not a ton. So obviously you can kind of tell where we went to buy all my furniture, Ikea. You know, so by going to Ikea, we were really forced down the Ikea rabbit hole, right? Whatever Ikea had on the shelves at the time. And at the time in 2008, yeah, 2008, Ikea was big on the color red. Now I have a new appreciation with red now, like my nails are red for the holiday season and my phone case is red. Red for a different reason, but I mean like red, black, and white was my color theme. So I had like a white couch with bright red pillows with a zebra picture on the wall. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I would do that today. No, I can tell you that I would not do that today. Um, but that was really like, I think we were driven by the trend, right? So 
what Ikea had at the time, it was all what was trending then. That was what they carried and it had, it was mass produced and it was in, in a lot of people's homes. So you saw it a lot. So it felt, you know, very, very fitting, right? I also had these like Paris couture prints on the wall. Those weren't from Ikea. I think those from were from like Ross or something, but like I had those. It was, it was not the vibe that I currently have today. So from that apartment, I went on uh, to the next apartment and the next apartment on still very limited budgets. I mean, we were, Romeo and I had, had met in that first apartment. Um, so then at the next apartment, we started living together um, and we didn't have anything. I mean, we were working, we met in an Italian restaurant. I was serving tables. He was delivering pizza and pasta and we were in college, you know, so you can kind of see where our our, our funds were like, they weren't there, you know, like, especially to like invest in like home decor and stuff. But I've always been very interested in like making my home homey. So I've always been very into like making it styled and designed. And also had a mom that was an interior designer or interior decorator. So she, you know, I, I was exposed to the way that furniture should be laid out and how things should flow and how to hang up photo you know a picture on the wall so it was you know being exposed to that you kind of want to live the same way that you grew up um you know so we, we would get creative but most of the time I still had the same things from previous apartments I carried the same bed probably for the next four apartments I had the exact same bed until we moved the last apartment that we lived in I actually had the same bed the original bed that I had purchased from Ikea so feel like my style was an evolution of the same thing, just adding different things and trying to pair different things together as I developed my own point of view and my own style and really discovered things that I really liked. So it wasn't until I started my YouTube channel that I was really um, into, like I, it forced me to really define what that style was. And I went through maybe a two to three year period of exploration. I did this whole series on my channel where I would explore different styles. And it was really, I had an understanding of all of the styles, what the styles were. I did like Scandinavian, industrial, or Scandinavian boho really, industrial, mid-century, modern. You know, so there were, I was exploring these different design ideas and styles. Um, and I would make DIYs from things that I, maybe I would find at the craft store or the thrift store. And I would make DIYs in that particular style. So that was a lot of the stuff that I would ha then have in my home. So I think just as much as I was, uh, quote unquote teaching, I was like giving a guide to this particular style. I was really exploring it myself. So it was really, twofold. You know, I was really feeling, do I like this style? And can I, where do I shop for the style if I really like it? You know, so let's say it was like mid-century modern, you know, like where can I go and get these items and these certain things? And I would go to those stores and I would immerse myself into it. And I would really see like the lines and the textures and the color palettes and things and how it was used obviously all for the purpose of like creating content. But I didn't know at the time I was, I was actually teaching myself what I loved. And I was, I was actually weeding out things that I didn't like too. You know, I'm like, okay, that's not really me. That's not really me. So my style evolved really quickly to boho. 
I was very bohemian. Macrame, um, you know, like lighter colors, um, you know, just like natural elements, really. I think for boho, I went more Scandinavian and huga in terms of like a way that your home feels. Um, and I went like more of the Scandinavian route because I still also still had a lot of Ikea stuff. And so it was easy to kind of adopt a Scandinavian you know, kind of style because Ikea is a Swedish company. And so it, it has a, like similar lines and stuff. So then I went to, to the Scandinavian. And by that time, I had really gotten into thrift shopping. Now, I'm going to be really honest. In the beginning, and I feel like some people are going to resonate with this. In the beginning, and now, thr okay, thrift shopping is, is a lot more popular now. Shopping vintage, shopping secondhand, bringing used goods into your home is a lot more popular now than it was 10 years ago, right? But I, I, maybe for some, it really is. But you'd be surprised if you haven't ever met a person that does, still does not like secondhand today, you may be living, living under a rock because those, those people still very much exist. Um, and I was very much grew up um, my mom did enjoy antiques a little bit, but I very much grew up with the mindset of like, I want new, I want to live in a new building, you know, and that's very disjointed to the person that I am today. And I remember moving into our apartment, the last apartment that we lived in before this, and it was the first time I had moved into an apartment that had, was older. And I think at the time I didn't like it. I moved in and I cried. Literally the day we moved in, I was like the door shut and I had the keys and all of our stuff was in there and I cried. I made a huge mistake. That's how I felt. And so I blamed it on the fact that I had left all these like new modern buildings and I was so used to a certain way of living that I had moved into this apartment that was old and everything was just like a little bit creaky and everything was like a, a like the heater had to, like everything was a little finicky it didn't have ac i it had a it was lacked a lot of things that luxuries and that i was a, a, it was a privilege to have before um but we you know we moved into this place we were trying to save money we actually paid a lot less in rent um and i think over time i realized that no it wasn't because it was old it was because it was unkept i wouldn't say all the apartments the older apartments in la but a lot of them were built you know the the la was really you know like built uh and a lot of like duplexes and things popped up in the 20s so you'll see a lot of apartment buildings that were built in the 20s and there's well-kept 20s apartment where they don't have like you know loads of paint that have just been like caked on and caked on and caked on and painted over hinges and painted over windows and things like that and then there is you know that that's the unkept portion and then there's the well-kept portion well this apartment happened to be the unkept portion um even though it had been renovated I, I feel like it was just done just to rent out for people like it really wasn't. So that's really what I was paying attention to. Not necessarily that it was old. Um, so going back to thrifting, I had always had this mindset of I wanted new. I didn't, I didn't want old. And so that's why that apartment rubbed me the wrong way. And then Romeo actually started getting into thrifting clothing. 
you know, secondhand. I had some friends in the past that were into clothing too. Um, but uh, when I would go thrift shopping with them, I was never interested because yes, I have tons of secondhand clothing now, but I actually don't like to shop for secondhand clothing in store. It's overwhelming. I feel dirty. I don't want to, I don't have the patience or the time to thumb through every single piece. I just don't. Romeo does. And a lot of people do. I went with Romeo one day and I went to the other sections. That was the first time I had went to the other sections and it was in the last six years. And I was like, huh, what's all this? You know, and then I started to see the home decor and I started to see all of these like other things. And at the time you could get really cool stuff at a thrift store home decor wise, you know, it wouldn't just be utilitarian junk like sometimes it is now because it's kind of picked over now. It's just more popular. And so that's really where I fell in love with like secondhand and finding things that were more characteristically unique um, that they didn't mass produce. Um, you know, like th there was those stuff, but I would gravitate towards things that were just different, that they didn't make anymore, that was just cool, that was vintage you know, or more antique and like different furniture. So I started collecting these items and really experimenting with my style and really the decor that really spoke to me because it was just me in a thrift store shopping. And like, I just, like, it was really what I was gravitating towards and what I saw on a shelf. And me and you could be best friends. We're, we're going to the thrift shop together. We're in the same aisle. We will see two totally different things. I will look over something that you see and you will look over something that I see. I was following a lady in a thrift store one time and behind her, actually, she was in front of me and I started picking up stuff. I'm like, oh, this is cute. Oh, this is cute. Oh, this is cute. By the time we got halfway down the first aisle, I had things in my hands. She turned around to me and looked at me and she was like, I didn't even see that stuff. Where are you finding that? She had glazed over because what your eye sees in a thrift store is going to be very different than the next person for some reason. Now, my mom and I see the same things and that becomes a problem sometimes, mom. Like sometimes we grab it to whoever's first gets it, you know, like whoever walked in the store first um, because we have a similar, similar vibe more so now, actually, um, and more vintage, more antique, more French, you know, kind of thing. We're, we've kind of collided in terms of our design. And maybe we've just influenced each other, to be honest. Um, so through my love that I found for secondhand and thrift shopping and going to flea markets, that came later. So the evolution of my secondhand kind of start, started at thrift stores, then moved on to flea markets and then evolved to estate sales. So we're in the estate sale land now. I rarely will visit a thrift store um, just because I, I just can't find anything anymore. Like it's, it just becomes like tedious and, and it just doesn't work. Um, so but flea markets and estate sales are really my jam. That's where I'm really, like I have dabbled in some auctions as well, but you know, those are really where I land. So through that process, I really started to discover my style and I think from like the Scandinavian and boho world, I started to really, really 
uh, have a like find a love in vintage and really quality furniture and just every day getting better and better at understanding what I'm looking at like seeing the nuances and learning about artists or lear- learning about like furniture construction so that I can really tell what's quality and what's junk you know and um, it's been such an amazing process and through that I've discovered that not only do I style that way and decorate in a certain style now but I also choose houses that we live in based on that style because a big thing for me when we bought the cottage was letting the house speak to the style it's like what does the house need what does the house already have that we can reuse that will affect the style in the long run but I picked the house, you know, so I picked the cottage for the reason of loving it and loving what it could offer. Uh, so a house will also kind of tell you a lot about what the style is, you know, and so I didn't set out on finding the cottage or even finding our, our home here um, with the, I didn't want to see any white, slick, modern white boxes. Um, new builds. I didn't. I didn't want any of that. I wanted old. I want the old, honestly the older the better. But well kept old. Now the cottage was not. Was it well kept? I don't know. That was a major project. But our house here in California is very well kept, and it's from the 30s. But she's not quite as old as the cottage. So I didn't want to see any modern boxes, white boxes. I didn't want to see any country farmhouses. You know, really, what I was really wanting to see. Uh, <laughs> is like more New England storybook or not, not two in the same. I don't mean those two, like the, the same. I mean, like those are the ones that I wanted to see. I wanted to see like a storybook cottage. Um, it had to have a very like more, more leaning a little more traditional and it's like shape and stuff, but also like New England Cape Cod. I could be swayed, you know, like that was very like the, the era that, that I was in. And I think our style evolves all the time. It's always an evolution of something. Um, but if you don't know how to properly define your style or know what it really is, it's hard to shop. It's hard to, to go even to like thrift stores because you don't, you can't see anything through the wealth of stuff that's there or the flea market. You know, you, you're, you're train your eye to look for the things that you love, you know, so you're going to gravitate towards, you're going to see something that you like, something that piqued your interest. So it comes down to the fact that you have to experiment. You have to go through the motions to figure out what you like, just like I did. I went through the motions, right? So you have to, and, and I'm not saying that that means like changing your style every two years, but sometimes that's what it takes. That's the costly path. That's the path that you have to spend, you know, like a lot, you, you've spent the money on this style. And now two years later, you're like, I don't like any of this. And you're changing your whole style again, but that's happened to me, you know? So sometimes it is, it, it does take that, or sometimes you just change your mind in two years. But I think that there are tons of other ways for you to experiment with your style and figure out what you like without ever spending a dime, truly. So one great free way to experiment with your style is to tour homes, open houses, or you don't even have to go if you feel weird. Like I've said this before, but like 
you are not disrupting anyone. You're not disturbing someone by going to an open house. They want people to go to an open house. That's why they put signs on the corners. You're not calling a realtor and having them like wasting their time and having someone meet you there. No, there are tons of people that are going to go through that open house that day. So no, you're not bothering anybody by going to an open house. So don't feel bad. So you can go to an open house of styles of homes that you're interested in. Like, are you going to like, you know, New England Cape Cod? Are you going to like, you know, traditional modern? Are you going to like country farmhouse? Are you going to like modern? Like Whatever it is, you can look up open houses and go to them and like see what it would be like to live in that house. Do you love it? Do you feel like at home? Do you feel anything? Do you hate it? You know, so that's a great way. Or you could just look at pictures of houses on Zillow. Zillow, what are the other ones? Redfin. You could look up like those those types of houses. I think maybe you could search. I haven't ever tried to search for those, but you can search for like keywords. You know, so if your style is modern, you're you're interested in exploring like let me see what's up with modern. Let me see what's up with country, French style. You know, like those types of things. You could look up those keywords and then just look at the pictures. Can you see yourself living there? Do you love it? Do you not? Do you hate it? You know, so that's one very free way to ex just experience a style. How do you know what you're going to like if you've never seen it? Like, I don't know. Like you, you, you have to see it. You have to go through the motions, right? So, and sometimes it's just a matter of creating some mood boards, heading to Pinterest, typing in that style whatever it may be, like may, let, let's say like my style now is very um, French provincial, still like it's still like what the cottage was, but a little more French. It's it's still a, like I'm still a lover of like antique and vintage, um, but this the style is a slightly evolved for this house because I really let the house speak to it too. Um, and so I would type in like on Pinterest, French provincial living rooms, French provincial bathrooms, French, and start to like understand the details and the aspects of the different spaces and, um, what, you know, like, do I really love that? And then I was gravitating towards French provincial furniture and, you know, like literally pieces from France. I have a beautiful entryway table, uh, that is from France. It's actually a vanity and it's stunning. <laughs> And it's just like, I'm obsessed with it. I love it still today. I'm going to love it for years and years and years. Um, so typing in on Pinterest, those keywords and create a mood board. Like what would your living room look like? What would your bedroom look like? What would your bathroom look like? What would your kitchen look like? And just creating your own more mood board. I, I love saving on Pinterest, but I also love saving from Pinterest to Millinote. Millinote took like a great mood board app. This is not sponsored by any ways. I just, I just really like the app. I use it for all of my projects. So you can like pin directly from Pinterest or online to Milano because it acts like the same way, then you can like layer the pictures together, which you can't do on Pinterest, which is what I like. Layer the pictures together, move them around, you know, jot down some little details that you liked. And you could do that for a couple of different styles and see like what you like, you know, or maybe you want to transform one of your rooms to that style and you want to explore it, you know. So Pinterest, that's again, free. You know, it took some time, obviously, but like still a free way to explore the style and see if you're going to like it. And another way is if you have landed on a particular style, you could go to a store that carries that style 
and just window shop just well not window shop like go inside the store actually you know but go in and immerse yourself in that store and look at all the colors and the textures and the furniture and different things that they carry like if you're more of a traditional girly you want to like try you know like more of a traditional um relaxed i don't know look you could head to a pottery barn or restoration hardware a little more modern a little more upscale but go to the upscale you're window shopping you're not spending any money you can go you know to restoration i don't own a single thing from restoration hardware because of the price tag you know just you're just going and you're just experiencing it you're going and exploring what it has to offer and see if you really like it if you want to go like super modern luxe slick there are stores all over that have that style you just have to find the right one and you can go in a couple of different style of stores and just like experience it i would the more higher end you can go the better not that you would actually maybe not purchase from there later on but i feel like they do a good job of immersing you in the world of that style it would be very different going to a store like home goods home goods doesn't have a specific style they just sell a lot of product you know so you're, you're not going to get a sense that that would confuse you even more and it's just meant to sell quantity and bulk and things that are at a discount so that's not going to give you um any sense it, 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 yeah it's going to confuse you even more once you've defined your style and you know what you like and you're looking for something specific that's when it gets a little easier to go to places like home goods and tj maxx and ross and um some of those other like more discount places and actually like cherry pick the the pieces from that place that fit your style so you've got to have the style part down packed first before going to a place like home goods because then you'll end up leaving home goods with you know something that oh, you get home and you're like what was i thinking or i don't know or those are the types of things that you want to get rid of if it's not like super focused i have gotten tons of stuff from home goods and and the like um, that i still love today but it was purposeful and I already knew what I was looking for and it fit the bill. Pillows are great at home goods, actually, if you're ever looking for pillows. Uh, so those are some great ways to just experiment because that's really where you have to start. Tour a home, look on Zillow, build a mood board, download some pictures, look online, see spaces that you gravitate towards and go to stores that sell those particular styles. Those like would be my like best tips in over <laughs> over like diving into a style that you haven't really experienced yet and like furnishing your whole house and then in a few years or a year you're tired of it and you're over it and you're done and you want to move on. I feel like people that follow trends really closely and buy what the big box stores have on the shelves at the time, that's a trap that they fall into a lot because when that trend is gone and something else is on the shelf, you're like, oh, this is done. I have to get rid of this. I'm, I'm onto this now. I like that now. So following those trends is like a slippery slope for your, your bank account. Like it's, it's like, I just bought this and that's why we end up with a lot more stuff at like the thrift stores and things. Um, so really seeing past the trend and seeing what you actually 
gravitate towards and you actually like will help you in so many ways. It just helps you to love your home even more too. So then another layer that you add on to that is when you have a partner and you live with someone, whether it's not a partner, maybe it's a roommate, and you have to blend your two styles or you just speak a completely different language when it comes to decor and you can't find a common ground and then you're your home never feels like a home to either of you because you just like are not connecting on what it should be. I do have a bit of an advantage in that scenario um, because Romeo doesn't care. (laughs) Home stuff has always been my thing. And I think I'm not saying that he doesn't have his own style because he very much does. And I'm not saying that he like, he just, I think he appreciates the work and the love that I put into making our home feel homey and he can appreciate my design style. Um, so he's just always like been like really chill about it. Like he's like, yeah, it looks good. He doesn't harp on it. So he's not very opinionated. And I know like even for a lot of our couple friends um, that are married, they are not so laid back about it. So I think I am very I guess not fortunate, but it just, it just so happens. It's just something that I can kind of eliminate from the table, but I do ask his opinion a lot and I genuinely do care about what he thinks. And I think by us being together for so long, we have merged brains in so many ways, you know? So like our styles have very much like combined and his style is not a very far throw from from me so we actually uh, went on a recent trip to new york and romeo's favorite clothing brand is ame leon door and if you've never heard of that brand i believe that they started in new york they also have a store in london but i could be wrong the name is a version of the founder um I think his name is Theodore. So the last name is Dor or something along those lines. I, I'm not particularly, I know very limited about the brand, but I do have an appreciation for the brand's overall aesthetic and vibe. So when we went to New York, we went to the store and I was actually really excited to go because I actually wanted to see the store in person because it is truly a work of art. I mean, it is, it's a vibe. It's a whole situation. I mean, every detail in that store is thought about. And it has like this old vintage car that's sitting right when you walk in on this like vintage Persian rug, you know, but there's TVs behind it that's playing like old school baseball games, you know, from like the 50s. And then it's got a whole bunch of wood paneling because obviously it's a a store. So it's like all built-ins everywhere. Um, And going through that store, I realized that there's such a crossover between Romeo and I. And he like loves this brand. It's aesthetic, it's clothing, everything about it. So the store also is what he loves and it's very vintage, like masculine, um, you know, but it's just not too far from what I am. So when walking through the store, I saw so many of the decor pieces that I actually already own, like vases, like ceramic organic vases with dried hydrangeas in it. Who does that sound like to you? I love that. I've got that. That's so me, you know, but you think that that could lend feminine, but in this like environment, it worked. Stacks of art books on the shelves. Who does that sound like? Um, Ornate framed art. But I will say 
what I was really like, like drawn to was that the art inside these ornate frames, the art itself was more of a sketch line art. And I feel like I was like, that's so cool. I feel like that's so much more Romeo. That's so much more his vibe than like a, you know, like a, a, a meadow landscape of trees and a river, you know? So it, it just like fit him so much more and so much better. And, but again, not far-fetched from what I am because I've got ornate frames for days. That's what I gravitate towards all the time. So you can see how our, our styles, that's why he, he too loves our home because it, it isn't that far from what he already likes. And I was really excited to see the store because I actually want to make over his office and I want to use that as inspiration and add a lot more mood, a lot more warm colors, the drapes. I want like this, like some kind of velvet, you know, like it's, it's going to feel very like library, you know, like man, like, like it, it's, it's going to have like a cool vibe to it, but it's also going to fit the style of our house as well. You know, so when you add in the layer of your partner or your roommate, it does get tricky. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers for it because it's challenging even for the more experienced people in the world. Like even if you were to hire an interior designer, they will still take notes from both people and try and decipher what you're both going to love in a space by incorporating those two elements. Like I recently did a makeover that was more traditional modern and it still has a lot way, a lot of ways to go um, because he's very slick and modern and she's more organic and traditional. And um, I think that there's some elements that she loves and some elements that he loves. And I think that that's the compromise when you combine styles, right? It's like some elements are giving one, some elements are giving another. And that's just kind of how it goes, you know? So it's, it's, it can be difficult. So I feel for you if you, if you do have a partner that's very opinionated about design style as well. So you both care a lot. It can be super tricky. I think in the beginning too, um, I also struggled. I, I think maybe this particular uh, to my job or maybe if you have just have this personality, like I, I think I struggled to not be cookie cutter with my design style or like everybody else. Like I resisted that a lot. Like if everyone had something, I didn't want it. it it's like, it was like the opposite. Like I'm like, that doesn't make it special to me. That doesn't make it unique. That doesn't make it interesting. If everyone has something, oh. Um, you know, like it, it, it was, a, it was, a, I had a weird feeling. I don't think I could really um, pinpoint that idea or identify that very early on. Um, but now coming out of it, I was like, I struggled a lot with that. I did not want to be, I didn't want my house to be like everybody else's. And I did not want to be cookie cutter with my job. Like as a content creator, you know, like you, at the time when I was starting, everyone had the same aesthetic, like white with like pink peonies. If you know, you know, you know, like it was like, that was an aesthetic. That was like a, a vibe. And I, I think even today there are forms of that very same style today where it's, it's everyone, it's everywhere. And I feel like social media and TikTok and, and everything has like contributed to this. Like if, if this person talks about that, then everyone buys it and everyone has the same thing. And I feel like it's, it's diluted making someone's special or, or stand out or I don't know that's a whole nother conversation um to have 
Um, but I knew, I think I was so resistant to it because I knew that my style was different. I knew that I was different and I just had to figure out what it was that I really liked because what everyone had wasn't it. I was like, I don't really like that, but everyone's doing it and it's trendy. Okay, I'll do it too. So it, it took me to stand on my own two feet with my style to really identify that like, oh no, that's not me. This is me. And I, I think a lot of like uh, my style over the past couple of years, maybe some of the aspects of it has become more trendy. You know, like going thrift shopping and flea market shopping has become more of an interest to people. Well, I've been doing that forever. You know, like, oh, well, you guys are coming over here. You know, kind of thing. Now, I did not start. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I was not the first one to go to a flea market. And I'm sure that there are people that came before me that are probably like, oh, no. I went to the flea market first, you know, and take ownership. But, you know, like my mom and I going to flea markets when I was super young. And I never valued it then, but I, I, I value it now. So I, I struggled to really identify and share what my true style was in the beginning because I was still experiencing it. I was ex still, I was still exploring what it was and what it could be and how to identify it. So now when I get asked, how would you define your style? What is it? What are the words that I can search for on Pinterest and stuff? I think in, in some ways I still struggle with it. Um, but there are some like specific keywords that I would recommend. Like if you do love my style that I would recommend searching for our house hero is very like French provincial. So you could obviously start there, but it is a, is a very like certain level of French provincial. Um, it's not, if you type that in, you may see more shabby chic farmhouse side, like, you know, like French country. You know, so there's, there is versions of the provincial style as well. Um, and I think it's all in how you interpret it, right? So yes, it's grounded in French provincial, but it's, it's how I see it. It's how I uh, am attracted to it and how I interpret that into my own home with things that I love and I can find secondhand and things like that. So French provincial would definitely be something to, to look for. You'd obviously type in vintage or antique furniture that, you know, there's, it's broad, um, but you could definitely type in that. You could type in like moody. I tend to be more moody these days with the cottage in here. I tend to gravitate towards more moody jewel tone colors, color palettes, paint colors, things that I like you know, like I, I gravitate towards like usually those like more, more tones, but I balance all of that with really warm neutrals, you know? So it's, it's, it's all like, a, like a mix, you know, you can type in cottage style as well. If you love the cottage, like cottage, like vintage cottage, you know, and just kind of pick up on those keywords and start, you know, then you'll go down the rabbit hole right? You'll see like one picture that you really like of a room and then you'll click on the other pictures of that that are similar to that. And you'll just be on this like really fun, it can be frustrating, but very fun exploration of what your style could be, you know? And uh, it's so much fun. It's been so much fun to kind of like see even my evolution over the years. And I look back and I'm just like, did I really like boho? I did. I was very into boho. I, the macrame projects for me, really, really, I was into. I loved a good macrame project. Um, I, I still think to this day, I still have some boho things that I gravitate towards. I think once you love it, you 
it kind of always like sticks with you, any style, you know? Um, but I hope this gave you insight into not everyone has it always figured out. A style is always going to be an evolution. And my style today may look very different than my style in 20 or 30 years, but I have a better shot today of loving my style for more than a few years than I did when I was buying trends and things. So if this will help you accomplish that and just explore truly what you like and what you don't like just by experiencing it, I'm happy. I've done my, <laughs> I've done my part. If, if that will help you, like I'm, uh, I will be very, very happy. So maybe you'll visit, an, you know, um, open house this weekend, or maybe you'll just look on Zillow, or maybe you'll go to a store that you've been passing that you've kind of wanted to pop into just to see what it's all about. And you'll like start exploring what your style is it is going to be and just continue to make your house a home because that's that's the goal right so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope it gave you a little bit of insight and helped you in any way that it could if you're watching on the youtube channel i would love to know what your style is it may or may not be what mine is or, or anybody else's but I, I would love to know so comment um what your style is and what you search for or how you discovered your style, you know, so if you could help someone else and maybe something that you did uh, was really helpful for you, let us know. If you're following along and you're just listening to the audio, we do record this. Um, do I, I'm only one in the room. <laughs> I do record this for YouTube. And so you can check out the YouTube channel as well. And you can see, you know, the style of my home that I'm sitting in right now and follow along. Click the little plus sign or the follow so that you know when new episodes drop every week. And of course, review it if you if it helps the podcast so much. So if you can review the podcast and leave a review, I would be greatly appreciated. Um, Kinsley is here with me too, my little multi-poo. And she says, hi. And we will see you guys very soon for another episode, which will I think actually be the last episode of the year, which is crazy. A whole year. I've been doing the podcast for a whole year and another year is down which is wild to me. So I will see you guys very soon. Bye guys. Mm -hmm.